Hey everybody, I'm Brad Churchwell. I'm Farhan Gillen. And I'm Jimmy Deep. The name doesn't make you, but the name becomes bigger when you succeed. Okay, what did we do last time? We finished the last conversation off and we said the Hennessy, the name, the, I forgot what that name was. That's how unmemorable it fucking was. <laughs> Which one? Home, homeboys talking. Homeboys talking. There's homeboys talking and then there was two creeps in a deep. Two creeps in a deep. Yeah, that, that was taken offline really and then, yeah. no, you know, it felt like it was good. At the it was heavily discussed. Ultimately, Brian hated it. So. Pushed aside. <coughs> he didn't want to be a. He didn't want to. He didn't want to be the. Creep. I've been called a lot well, of this. No, but if if I'm gonna sit there and just think about what, even if we have an inside joke, okay. The outside perspective is like, wonder why they have that. Are those two yeah. really fucking creepy or something? I kind of thought that, they were. Just I mean, just you that, are kind of creepy though. Yeah, but just that whole. Perception is like, why, why would I? What the fuck? What does that have I, to do with anything? You know, it, it's funny when you're when you're communicating uh, by text, you you don't totally know where the other person's at sometimes. But I knew you weren't on board when you came out with, "I've been called a lot of things in my life, <laughs> never been called creep before." Just saying. <laughs> I'm but like, uh, oh, okay, we got to keep looking over here. Where I was kind of like talking out loud. I'm like, I'm like. I'm like, that show sounds like it's for, like, three pedophiles, <laughs> right? So then as I'm, like, thinking in my head, I'm like, yo, I'm like, wouldn't we call it pedopod? And I'm like, and then as I'm continuously talking, thinking aloud, I'm like, wait a minute, we'll just call ourselves pee-pee then. Pee-pee. The pee-pee pod. <laughs> <laughs> no, pee-pee because of pedopod. So two peas. Yeah, but then... Uh... <laughs> So that got ex nay, and uh, you said something about um, about Hennessy boxes or some shit. <laughs> you just realized it's recording. I didn't. I thought we were talking. I thought we were talking like still like just conversing before we started. Well, that's what it's about, though. I get. I get. As <laughs> uh, you mentioned, say like, hey, uh, something about Hennessy boxes. What happened to those Hennessy boxes or something that we were using for the mic stands? And then I was like, shit, that's not a bad name. The Hennessy Box Podcast. It has a little backstory to it. You know, I think it's important for us to have a name that, like, we have a little bit of a story behind it. Like, we're tied into it mm. somehow, right? I mean, as little as it is. It's part of the inception of this podcast. Right. It's like we're still using these Hennessy Boxes on our second one. Or really our first one, if you think about it. Well, second one. The first well, one had a topic. I know, but that topic <laughs> wasn't really supposed to have been an episode. Well, now, it, but that we we also knew that, but now it became an episode because it. Well, yeah. We but, continued. So, are you going to call that episode zero? It it's could be ground zero. It's the pilot. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? And, and we got picked up. There you go. <laughs> Spotify signing a deal with us. <laughs> we, we signed a deal with ourselves. <laughs> We're still on a free hosted version, so <laughs> haven't gotten there yet. Um, 
what were we going to talk about today, guys? We wanted to talk about... So we came up with the Hennessy box. And so the Hennessy box, let's wrap that one up. The Hennessy box was uh, we, we, we used, we MacGyvered Hennessy box uh, microphones. That's kind of where it all started. We're still using it right now because we are still waiting for Amazon to ship us our mic stands. <laughs> um, and you know what? We... It's our go-to cognac. So I think it's got a lot to do with, it's got a little bit personality. of personality to that, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel, um, you know, the name, the name never really matters, I find. People put so much emphasis on trying to come up with a name, especially, for instance, like in our business, in the real, in real estate, people always try to come up with so many renditions of, logos and what name they should go out there with but at the end of the day the the effort that you put into that and all that thinking that you do isn't isn't really um important not, not important but like it's well it doesn't really mean anything later on the name doesn't make you it but make the you name becomes bigger when you if, succeed if you're, if you're yes. reasoning with that but then the biggest brands like say remax and coca-cola and all that they've spent a lot on building that brand but it starts off with a proper for you to remember yeah but let's talk about remax though i mean what the hell does that name actually mean it's just because after 47 years people people recognize it and all the money that's gone into it and the, you know what i mean like it's after a certain time when you've established yourself it's about who you are and what what you present that that personality of that name to mm -hmm. be. Remax also came from real estate to the maximum. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. But like, but the, it wasn't like that. Somebody put that out there, and everybody was like, "Of course, yeah, Remax." Yeah, exactly. it, it, but now it's like Remax is built to a point, and what they've done as an overall organization now gives that name power, not the other way around. Once we're at our fifth episode and we go viral, do they, uh, do we have a problem using the name Hennessy? I don't no. know, they want to sponsor it's us. <laughs> Should they be sponsoring us with yeah. Hennessy? <laughs> Everybody be drinking Hennessy soon enough. But, um, but that's all. I, I don't know. That's the point I was trying to make. I was just trying to say that the name isn't. People spend so much time, including ourselves, figuring out what the name, what a name should be, and how it connects to us and all that other stuff. But really, at the end of the day, it's not going to. Um, it's it's not going to define you. <laughs> it's who, it's who you are, what you talk about, and all that other stuff. There's still a little bit yourself. of a disagreement based on if we were calling ourselves two creeps and a deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I, I think after a while, I mean, if you made it to a certain point, I don't know if that would matter. Would it matter? But would, is, you, how do I feel as a person <laughs> now branding that as me? <laughs> There's the two creeps. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. you can't. The you, deep was, yeah, man, deep, that's cool. Deep, deep will be lost <laughs> in that. It'll just become two creeps and he'll just keep his name. Well, it's it's not. Uh, but it also makes makes him the lead pedophile. <laughs> you were saying that, but I don't think that's true. Why? I think people would have perceived it as you guys being the creep, and I'm just yeah. Even like, but he's over right we're aspiring. We're aspiring creeps, and he's the, no. He's branding. We want to like, be deep level creep. 
that's that's the point Farin was trying to make was that I was the, the lead creep. Lead creep. Lead creep. That's just. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, you know what I. I agree. I think that you can't go completely to one side mm, where definitely where. Okay, fine. That shit don't make sense. Like Hennessy uh, makes sense. You know what I mean? Hennessy box podcast. Yeah, and that ultimately for me was like because I really like I really liked it. Um, but I never gave it too much thought. I I wasn't taking the name too seriously, other than it made me laugh. Uh, but the fact that y- you th- viewed it that way, and and especially because we're usually all on the same page pr- for the most part, uh-huh. but because you viewed it that way, it may- gave me pause to nah, man, this this probably isn't gonna land the way I think it will in my head <laughs> with the public if you were questioning it. So it was an easy decision to be like no we got to keep looking Hennessy box right away was like yeah Steve's i like name the- when jimmy sent it it was uh based on how we started it's like yeah that makes sense yeah there's like a backstory to it plus we have these boxes for a reason yeah you know it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's lots more of them isn't there <laughs> but um you were talking about uh the 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 brand and the logo so we're talking about Remax and the Remax balloon. That balloon came out and it didn't mean anything to anybody. And the only reason why they became why uh, why that logo became about was because I think there were I think Dave Linegar was in a bar or something and then um, they had a balloon fair and it was on TV and one of his buddies or whoever said, "Hey, you know, you should we should use that balloon." Nobody knew what the hell it was about, and it has nothing to do with real estate. But after you put so much recognition behind it, or the years that you've been using it, it becomes a normal thing. So that's just all I was trying to say. It's basically that's true. That's what's up. Well, I don't know what the hell were we talking about. Oh, the you know what we were talking about the seven hundred plan. Um, mm. What we did recently. Oh, why so we did it? Especially, um, so especially in this climate. I mean, we. Uh, our office here uh, we were at the beginning I guess we were really looking at how to utilize technology to um, to facilitate the business uh, processes for agents and stuff like that and so we really gave that a push but recently we really made a big change towards providing a new platform under a full service brokerage with a brand name that's behind it. And I think that's kind of, I think we should talk a little bit about that as to kind of how we got there, why we're doing it. And, you know, it kind of happens for us. And we've, we've said this so many times that everything has happened. And I guess you can call it by luck or by chance of the timing um, of everything that's going on. So we reduced, so we went from $1,200 a month. So every agent pays uh, a brokerage um, monthly fees to process and help them and support them and process all their deals and paperwork and all that other stuff. And we were at, um, we were like any other office out there. We were doing uh, $1,200 a month. And, um, you know, we really sat back and we said, hey, why does that have to be? Because you know technology has caught up to the industry, right? I mean we've 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 seen that uh, digital signatures that we used to do back in 20, uh, 2010 uh, on um, little uh, signature USB pads, plug-in USB plugins, yeah. yeah, and um, 
And so all of that has caught up. So we really pushed that that envelope at at the beginning where to the point where uh, we were sending digital signatures out and people weren't people in the industry weren't even um, knowing what that was. And they came back and said, what the hell is this? And so we had to we were we were paperless before everybody else. Right. And we had to coach our agents to give them a response. Well, you know what? The Digital Signatures Act allows for this. If you agree for it, blah, 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 all that other stuff. Now, in the last few years, um, it's kind of caught up, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, all the technology is there for agents to use, and a lot of agents are using technologies that brokerages may not even actually know about just yet. That's the only way to do business right now is to right. technology. But yeah. You're doing if you're doing it any other way. It's essential right now, for sure. Now. And, and even during non-pandemic times, if you're not doing it, you're behind. Mm-hmm. And you have a small and shrinking client base that will be find that acceptable. During this time, it's yeah, it's like that's all you can use. You can't yeah. use it any other way. Yeah, and then um, and so we said, you know, and our name, I Realty, uh, in this office, it uh, that's what we were pushing at the beginning. But it kind of so you got to sit back every once in a while, and you have to. What's the next innovation? Right. Yeah. And if you don't innovate and you don't adapt, I think you end up you know, good as dead. So uh, we thought about all these things and I guess really, I don't know who, I don't know who kind of brought it up or where it came from, but we're talking like why? It was it was more on the fact of like, uh, is the value of a brokerage still exist and how you had um, changed it basically is turned it in a way where uh, the value, why can't we offer the same value mm-hmm. at a lower price, mm-hmm. right? So it's not really diminishing the value of a brokerage, but... Yeah, everything's everything stays the same in terms of what an agent gets from our brokerage support, uh, all that, the, the, the powerful branding that Remax has built over all these years. And it's almost at half the price of, and it is in many cases, literally half the price of what other competing Remax offices are are charging. Which it should be. Yeah. At I, this at this uh, number. Yeah, and I I agree, and and you know once you guys came to me with the, we had Jimmy and I had, had some talk of it earlier about. You know where where do you see the industry going and mm-hmm. and um, you know my feeling was that that there was we talked about there being a change and I re- I remember one conversation where we 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 did say like there's there's a change coming how fast is it coming is is really the question not if a change is coming and then fast forward a few months later when you guys approached me and said this is what we're thinking of doing I mean I just I immediately was a believer that yeah this this will work, and this is the way. This is the way this brokerage needs to go. So, yeah, I think it was always really important from the get-go for us to be able to say, "Hey, if an agent came to us and said, hey, what is your value or our value proposition?' We should be able to defend every single dollar that that associate has paid into or invested into our into our brokerage, and you know." that value proposition have, has changed over the years. You know, like I said before, we did 
uh, seminars on technology and you know we were doing seminars on Twitter I remember I put together a um, a seminar a meeting on Pinterest and Instagram saying you guys look out for these two platforms because it's gonna come into a real estate it's gonna come into our industry and it's gonna come in hard and you need to come and you need to be ahead of that um, I remember getting a lot of like blank stares a little bit. What the hell is this guy mm -hmm. talking about? Um, and and so fast forward, uh, you know, three, four, four years later, all of that has 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 really um, integrated itself into you know every facet of our lives. And um, it's important, I think, that. Uh, we have to stay ahead of things, but it's not technology anymore right now, is it? And so we have to sit back and say, what, what are we gonna do? Or, or where is this industry going? And we see, and we saw this industry going in a few years. I think that uh, as, as much as I think people wanna hang on to the fact that Remax is um, number one and that we, we are, they wanna hang on to the fact that we're providing all of the services and, and all the stuff and so, pay us $1,200 a month, I think you're delusional. Yeah. To think that that's the value that it's worth now, especially with all of the changes in the industry. I, I recently heard, and you guys were there, um, I recently heard somebody defending that old school model of high fees where mm -hmm. if, if, if an agent questions them, about what they're charging, my response is always worry about your 1099. I think it was an American comment or reference, but basically worry about your income line, not your expense line. And that's not really answering the question. <laughs> and, and, and I don't really see how that's a successful strategy in, in fending off the, the inevitable change that's coming. Yeah, I think a lot of people who uh, I, th I think people still don't get why we're doing this, though. Yeah, they just totally. they can't fathom how the finances work and all that other stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like you bitches just gotta stop being so damn greedy. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what's the difference when they're charging fifteen hundred, and we are not limiting in any way, right? So the value proposition question will never be asked over here ever again because the question goes right back like well what were they offering you for an extra eight hundred dollars mm -hmm. well in my mind it's it's kind of a no-brainer to, to anybody that really gives it some serious thought from any big brokerage model that's in that range compared to what we're offering uh, we now become extremely competitive at, on a pricing level with other brokerages that don't have that branding behind them which is really interesting, yeah. and I'm, I'm very excited about that. I think the problem is um, in the Calgary area, we are the youngest uh, brokerage owners in the city, I guess. For Remax. For Remax. Yeah. And that leaves us, and we've been in this for 10 years, so imagine what mentality is out there at the moment of people are doing this for 15, 20, 25, 30 years 
and it's always worked and it's always worked for them um, at some point in time and it's I think it's coming soon that that's not gonna work any longer um, so yeah I, I don't know I mean I think it's a it's an interesting move for <coughs> us but everybody but you know what though um, it's freaking frustrating well, not frustrating it's kind of annoying you're gonna have a different uh, opinion on this one I think well, I but think it is rather annoying that when people don't understand what you're doing, they automatically go to cut you down. Yeah. And say, hate is going to hate. Come up with some bullshit out there that, like, that no substantial whatever. <laughs> oh, these guys are going broke. Like, how does that even <clears throat> fucking make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, we're going, if you're going broke, you're not gonna lower your fees. You, yeah. You, you, you have to <laughs> up your fees. Mm -hmm. to it, it makes sense to convince someone that we're in a place of desperation and where you act irrationally because that would be irrational. It is, but that's what <laughs> we've seen a brokerage do. That they were charging five hundred dollars when they were open in Castle Ridge, where Remax shouldn't have existed in the first place. Uh, they were charging five hundred dollars there also, right? Just to gain traction but they were going broke over there and that's why that mm -hmm. and when remax in the southeast over here went was going down they were doing the same thing charging 500 dollars. that's how but that's a sign of desperation the reason i am not frustrated or annoyed with that factor is because when they spread that word and in a few months or four months or a year, we're still sitting here flourishing. Gaining. Yeah. yeah. Th that's when that's when we get our win. And that's just where it's so much more interesting to have them talk about it because they're the ones basically pushing. It's the same way when they talked in the first, when we first st started the brokerage. Um, the first thing they had called Western Canada and said, these guys are going to go belly up. Why did you guys give them a brokerage? But that comes from a place of fear really and yeah it's exciting yeah that that has always been the case and it's so funny to actually look back and say when when this when i realty just started oh they don't have enough agents they're gonna go belly up just watch and see too young too young not experienced not sure blah 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 we a few years later yeah we grew mm -hmm. and that still <clears throat> that that still was the case no you know they only got 20 agents 40 agents and you need at least 60 to break even, which is not the case, but you need at least 60 to break even and they're gonna go belly up and whatever. And I think that probably stopped after like five years when we ended up with five offices and like, you know, 100 we, agents. We had the regional director go out with us for lunch when we first had started and uh, told us, hey, you're gonna basically gonna hear these rumors, but just stick to your business, uh, don't worry about it. And Jimmy and I were looking at each other and we started laughing because that was exciting because we had no, we had two, three associates. <laughs> yeah. And that's where it's exciting. It's like, we're going to go belly up. There's only one way to go is up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we mean belly up. We just started. Well, we you, have zero. Yeah. It's not like we had 50 agents and now we have four. It was like, what? We, we were so excited that we were on to our third agent. We're yeah, like, what and, are you talking and about? And on we're the winning. radar of, your, uh, of the other brokers, which probably made, made you feel like you're actually in the game. Yeah. Like, we loved it. It's like, well, it was awesome. We had two agents. And he, to, today, when he came talk to us, we had three. We're like, what are they talking about? We're winning. We're winning every day, because going from <laughs> zero to three, that's 
three hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is pretty interesting because I mean we're right back to uh, like doing what we're doing now. We're right back to that same spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is but it's time. actually amazing is because we've put together so many different pieces that allow us to do for uh, to allow us to do this and again things just lined up you know what i mean like our our lease space uh, lined up mm-hmm. properly our um our technology like our phone lines uh, phone lines in the back end lined up properly um all these reductions that we were able to make uh that benefited our business again going back to the well we're not going to put put that in our pocket because i think it's more important to pass that on to the agents and, mm-hmm. and who's been with us for 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 a while and and take that and actually grow with it as well because the more you grow the more money you're going to make versus i'm going to cut expense and put it in my pocket and i think that's kind of where that short sightedness comes in you know uh, what's funny is um <clears throat> talking about that we're desperate they they would have been right if they uh said came out with a campaign that we were desperate we gave away a brand new car uh, <laughs> as a recruiting campaign. Oh, I, I was so excited for that draw. And we were actually <laughs> desperate because we were like, we were new to the game and we were like, what do we do to recruit? Because we weren't not interested in cold calling. That's just not who we were. And we yeah. shunned away from that. Jimmy made like two cold calls, three, and then he's like, oh, I fucking hate that shit. I'm like, then let's not do it. Like, fuck that then. Because I couldn't do it. I don't, so I, it's not like I'm like, no, man, you should do that. But I didn't even believe in it anyways. But when we became desperate, we're like, let's give away a $26,000 brand new vehicle. You know, I, <laughs> not, not like, <laughs> I don't know if it was desperation. Not desperate of I losing thought, money, but we were excited. But we were excited about it, mm. and, and we wanted to come up with something new. And that it was idea, a big idea. It was a big idea. And that yeah. idea and mathematically... <laughs> made a shit ton of sense to us, okay? At that time. So when, when did you when did you guys cuz I, I I know that was early on when I came when I came over in 2011? 11 I came 2011 I joined. This was like right before. Yeah, so it was it was on I think when I joined the brokerage, but it was it wasn't it wasn't a deciding factor. I thought it was cool and I thought and that was yeah. and that was it. We 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 realized so quick that holy shit, this car doesn't matter. Does not matter. It yeah. was. It didn't matter at all. It didn't matter. No. No, nobody, nobody joined. Cared. Nobody joined for the car, actually. But but it was like, yeah, I'm joining, and I could win a free car. Hell, sure. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. But they didn't come for the car. No. No matter what. Not at all. Because how being in the game like being in the industry now seeing how these draws and whatnot work getting a little bit more idea of that um i would have just thought it's one of those insurance insurance draws yeah where like you're not even actually purchasing a car it's like a hole in one draw yeah yeah. but that's that's what my i know no that's completely (laughs) different but if i said look just giving you a car i would have just not even cared about it because i would have thought yeah, it's one of that those ain't things. real. Yeah, this one what's the things. catch? Yeah, yeah. But here's the math that we were running in our head, right? So, one uh, each agent will make uh, we get we benefit about bottom line probably about nine thousand, ten thousand dollars ish a year. Okay. Yeah. At twenty six thousand for the car, two agents, 
two and a half agents would have paid that car off, okay? And we're going to get Over like 100 agents. Jo- well, but the yeah, two and a yeah. half agents, it does not work like that because there's an overhead to operating the business. <laughs> right. So, yeah. but that was our math at the time. You know, you know what? We're going to get two and a half agents. We're going to pay off this car. And also, how cool would it be? If you join the office, you get a ballot in the, in the draw box. If you yeah. recruit somebody, you get, a, you get ballot a ballot in the draw box. So the theory behind that was, hey, if our associate could help us and recruit people, they get a ballot yeah. in the box, and the person who joined gets a ballot you in the box. You envision every agent doing everything they could I'm, to stuff that ballot I box. I feel right. grateful yeah. for making those type of decisions at that time because definitely in life, sure. you live and you learn. Because now, if we thought of that idea, might have been stupid enough to give away a house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we'll give away a house. We need, what, 20 agents? We'll give away a yeah, small yeah. condo. But, <laughs> but, the, uh, but the math made sense. At the time. At the time. And the, and the, uh, the chance of winning, I thought, was going to be just a home run. Like, right. I mean, you're, you got a chance in one in 200, maybe, or less than that. I think our end goal, our end thing was like one in 70. Yeah. Who's going to win that car? And that's an amazing yeah. chance for you not to have even. And the fellow who won it, the only, only stipulation was that he had to drive around with our car branded. <laughs> right here. Right yeah, yeah. But really, I seen him drive it maybe twice because it could have been parked. And we're like, yeah, we can free advertise. <laughs> That's worth. <laughs> How much is that worth? <laughs> that was the, that was the other piece of it. We're like, oh yeah, man, we're gonna wrap this car in our branding, and we're gonna get an extra year of advertisement uh, advertising out of it. Yeah. So it was a foolproof plan. Like in my head, it was like, check, 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 check. We are freaking geniuses. Yes. Is what I was Here's the we're, we're gonna have a hundred new agents and a moving billboard that's right. all over town twenty four seven. Here's the hilarious <laughs> outcome. The fella stayed with us for a year <laughs> moved to another remix <laughs> after a year. And then he get totally out of the business. And then he's yeah. boom, gone out of the business modeling in the UK now. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> with the money that he yeah. took from our car. He wouldn't go to a, a camera, a tripod, and he started. You know, you know what else was super funny about that? We passed the car on, but we financed that car. Because why the hell would we pay uh, $26,000 out of our pocket to, to, to do this, right? So we were just saying, you know what? This agent who won it is going to stay with our brokerage. going to stay with us for a bit. He's going to drive it around. So we financed it. One day, he calls us up and said, hey, guys. I'm trying to sell the car. I'm trying to trade it in. And there's a lien on it. And me and him, or me and Farnes looking at each other like, shit. Forgot about that. We forgot about that. <laughs> so then. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> so then we just had to cough up the money a year and some odd later to yeah. actually pay We've that thing off. We've had a few random expenses of that sort where we look at each other like, $24,000? For what? But you can't argue it because it's, it wasn't like a fine. It was a known fact that we had this, <laughs> we owe this money. It was just ridiculous. But it's funny how things happen the way that they do, though. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first, I remember when we first started this, uh, we were 
we actually didn't. Uh, we met through Khalil, uh, a lawyer, friend lawyer friend of ours. Of ours. Right. Yeah. He went to high school with my uh, with my wife. With Anne, yeah. And uh, and then met at a party. Yeah, and then we met at, at a house party. At a house party. At a lawyer's house party. And then right. we were talking. And we're like, ah, you want to start brokers? Yeah, you want to start brokers? Okay, cool, whatever. And <laughs> that's how it started, dude. Our second meeting was at a, this pub called Scotsman's with the lawyer because he was supposed to be a third partner. Right. And him and I were set, we were 27, so we were all excited. Hey, we'll get nice couches, boutique brokerage. There was no, Remax wasn't in the picture. Yeah, yeah. We'll get a boutique brokerage. It'll be amazing. And him and I are just like going at it. That other fella was a, he was a successful lawyer, right? Um, so he was listening to me and Jimmy talk like little children. And he after after when he was driving me home, he's like, honestly, guys, he's telling me he's like, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus on my <laughs> law yeah. firm, like moving in that direction. Um, and I don't really, you know. So him and I are like, all right, we're gonna do. But he was connected to the brokerage at the beginning, not not. Not on a partnership level, but initially he was supposed to be a third partner and be involved and have his law firm within our brokerage. Right. It all made sense. Like that was the that was the whole um that was the whole initial plan, but him and I had such a different vision of when we first initiated that conversation. That it kind of yeah, it did seem like you know he you wasn't guys, feeling it. Yeah, he said, "You guys do your thing." <laughs> yeah, how yeah. old were you guys till then? I think you guys were pretty young to 20, 27. Yeah, yeah, and then we uh, and then along the way, we we first thought we were gonna do uh, we were we were trying to come up with names and shit, like going through this whole same mm. thing, same thing, like, Hennessy, good like, thing, Hennessy box, deep like, brokerage, no. yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and then after a while, we're like, shit. Uh, oh, and then real uh, real executives. executives were giving away franchises at that mm. point. But and they're they gone were, now. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah, gone. Yeah. And then they were like, ah, you know, 10 years, don't pay any franchise fees here. Just take it for, take the name for free or whatever. And, it was 30000 um, at the time, right? Hmm? They were saying it was 30000 Yeah. And they were giving it away. Mm. They were like, hey, this is a new, for you guys. Or for yeah. Jimmy and met them. We were excited about that, actually. But then we talked about it a little bit more, and we were like, how the hell are we gonna promote? Yeah, at that point it was like a brand that we do. You wear Prada. Believe in. Yeah. yeah. So you wear Prada. How are you gonna sell Wrangler all of a sudden, right? So that's the same idea behind like how are you gonna recruit if you don't believe in the brand yourself? Yeah. Because then you're just lying to yourself and you can't be real about it. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to promote something that you don't believe in? It's like staying with somebody that you didn't yeah. love. Well, there's no that there's there's no there's no heart there's behind no heart it. Behind it. Yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody in this business set a piece of shit listing that they've had to pretend to, to love. promote that yeah. it's the greatest. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, and so uh, we made a decision. We said, yeah, you know what? No, let's not do Realty Executive. But then we're like, hey, you know what brand we should get? Remax. Yeah, if we're, if we're, if we're going to go away from the boutique, right? let's go big or let's go, go home. Let's go big or go home. So... I picked up the phone actually, and I called. Uh, I, I looked it up, Googled it. You know, Remax franchise. Uh, oh, Western Canada is the Western um, um, office for for all of Western Canada. I called them up. Oh, hey, my name is Jimmy D. But I really want to focus on technology. You know, I'm, I'm inquiring about franchise. Really pumped about it, right? 
the guy says in a really nice way i remember roy anderson he was like uh yeah in a really nice way he said fuck off <laughs> we get, that's great jimmy yeah uh, we get three calls a we get three calls a day about franchises we're not selling any and uh, uh you know in that way but he dropped a name out of that and he said um have you talked to do you know a lady by the name of jessica stoner have you spoken with her and i said jessica who no not really whatever filed that in the back of my head okay then um i remember it was uh, april so the it was a sunny day i was leaving a remax the current remax office i was with and I was, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I was driving up Crow Child, and uh, I looked in the rearview mirror. As a, and it was a nice sunny day, and my hair was getting bushy, so I was like, oh, shit, it's a nice day. I'm feeling a little bushy right now. Might as well get a haircut. So then I called my hairdresser, and I, and I asked if she had a time for us to um, for, for me to come in and get a haircut. So she said, I got, I got time in an hour. So come in an hour. I said, all right, cool, no problem. There's a Future Shop. We just moved at the time, so I needed to get some TVs for my house, right? So then I stopped by Future Shop, and I was went to the TV department, and I was talking to the guy, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm looking for some TVs, blah, 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 whatever. And then by that time, uh, timing was coming around, and I was asking him about, I was like, of course, like being the negotiator that I am in real estate, I was like, hey, man, this ain't going to work. Can you give me a better price on these TVs if I buy two? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, well, uh, uh, I got to talk to my manager, but he's out right now for, for um, he's, he's on break or something. And I said, okay, well, I got to go get a haircut. It's just across the street. I want to come back. Here's my phone. I gave him my uh, phone number, and I went to, on to get my haircut. While I'm sitting in the chair, the guy calls me. He gets my voicemail. Of course, he says, hey, you've reached Jimmy Deep with uh, Remax, blah, blah, blah. Please leave a message, whatever. Um, he leaves me a message, and then I go back there after my haircut to see what he can do. He's like, yeah, okay, cool, man. I hooked you up with this price, blah, blah, blah. Perfect. Got some TVs. And then he drops. He's like, hey, are you in real estate? I was like, yeah. I was like, how'd you know? He's like, well, your voicemail. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And he says, oh, cool. I'm working for a gal named Jessica Stoner. Do oh, you yeah. know her? And I said, no, but that's weird because that's the second time that that name has come up. And so uh, I, she's, and then um, I was like, he's like, well, you know, I'm doing some website stuff for her. And, um, you know, I said, oh, cool. Hey, I love talking to, I, I'd like to talk to her. And I, I, in the conversation, I, he said, you know, she's a couple things. She's from Canmore, just started an office in Calgary. Um, I say just, but it's been a couple years. Had an office in Calgary, one that I've never heard of actually because the name wasn't that uh, prevalent. Alpine, right? Um, yeah, Alpine Realty. I Realty Calgary is what it was called no, at yeah. the time. No, was it? Wasn't it just Alpine Realty? No, it was Alpine, and then in brackets I Realty. And they have that little tiny office on Seventeenth and this tiny office on Seventeenth, and it was like three hundred square feet. Four? And uh, at that time, three or seven. 
No, it was like 300 for that space. And then in the franchise agreement, you had to have at least 600 and some square feet or something like that. And so I think they started counting like the common area of bathrooms and hallways <laughs> and stuff. That <laughs> <laughs> didn't make it work. But, and then, um, so then I went to go meet her, right? And then, uh, so pick, picked up the phone. Um, actually, I left him. I, I, he said, okay. I said, okay, get her to call me because I actually didn't even get her, her phone number. I said, get her to call me. And then um, didn't hear from her, didn't hear from anybody for like two weeks, okay? And then I go back to the future shop because I needed something else now for my house. And then I run into the same guy because he gave me such a good deal. I was like, hey, man. And I remember his name was Matthew. And I was like, hey, man, remember me? I was bought a couple TVs from you. I need like this home theater system now. Can you hook me up? And I said, hey, uh, homegirl never called me. And uh, he's like, oh, you know what? I spoke with her, and she said that there's this unwritten rule that, like, a REMAX broker can't call her, a REMAX agent. And so, you know, if you want it, you should call her. And I said, okay, fine, give me her number. Call her up, set up a meeting, and I sat down. And a couple days later, sat down with her, and straight up, she was trying to recruit me from beginning to end as an agent. Had no idea what I was there for. At the end of the meeting, I said, hey. She wanted a broker, though. No, no, she she wanted she was recruiting me as a as an I agent. I thought it was. Uh, Did you have your broker license at the time? Uh, no. no, not at that time. I remember it weirdly. Oh no, I did. I did. By the time I met her, I was an oh, associate okay. broker. I remember weirdly like it all initiated when uh, you wanted a position at Remax House. Oh, it did. Right, and she said um, she couldn't. She wasn't here. She needed a broker here. No, that was part of the conversation, right? So she was trying to recruit me the whole time, and then at the end, I said, "Listen." I'm currently at a, another Remax office. I've spoken with the broker. I, I said I wanted uh, a, a, um, a, a different position. I wanted to get more involved with the management side. Um, wasn't room. There wasn't any room because, of course, I get it. Like, brokerages are very small. Um, mm -hmm. It's tough to move move those types of positions around. And, and I had a very strong uh, broker delegate yeah, at that time. Too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so... Um, so then I told her, I was like, hey, this is what I was, I, I mentioned my current brokerage this is what I was looking for, but there's no opportunities there. Since, and there's a couple key things that I heard in our discussion. She, again, she was from um, Canmore, came into the broker, came into Calgary a couple days a week and really had nobody here to, to run it. So I said, are you looking for any partners? And she said, a matter of fact, I am. And uh, that converse, from that conversation until 30 days later, we closed on that wow on that uh, on that deal so it was exactly 30 days i remember leaving that and i called brian and i said hey guess what this conversation went a certain way and this is what's this is what's up and uh, we were super excited and then we uh, uh we closed on that uh, 30 days after i that initial meeting with her looking back i feel like we should have taken our time a little bit but hey we were like super young we wanted we didn't want the opportunity to slip through the cracks or whatever and uh and then so after we closed three days after that that's when i got married so oh, yeah. <laughs> so we we closed on like june 29th or something like that and i got married on july 3rd wow so <laughs> i guess it's a little bit more than three days but i can read like four deals it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Four or five deals. And imagine this. There was no staff. There was one gal that was sitting in the front desk that was taking phone calls. Not yet. When what? you went for we didn't have nobody when you went for your wedding. Oh no, I, I no so, so that gal was there. 
And then when we took over, she was gone. Oh, yeah. Because oh, that other lady. she took an opportunity to about let her, her go. And then it was me and it was just us. And I went on the honeymoon right after uh, I got married. And so far, and ended up going in for two weeks, sitting there, taking the phone calls, conveying the deals and all that other stuff. And then I got back two weeks after that. Then I started doing the conveyancing and all this other stuff. And it was a grind, man. It was a yeah. grind. So um, it's so interesting to me how little things, um, how little things um, uh, work. A key pieces when we were initially talking, um, Jimmy, Jimmy and I, we had no clue that Jessica would have given uh, up more than forty nine, like given us anything greater than forty nine percent. And the number that him and I had even discussed what we were willing to do was um, double for 49%. And when Jimmy called, he's like, hey, what about this number for 80%? It was like, obviously, like, why wouldn't we? And that's where we thought it was too good to be true. Right. 30 days kicked in. Then we realized we overpaid. No. <laughs> 100% we overpaid. Because there's only... But that's because then you learn the ins and outs of the Remax franchise sure. and everything. Because you're, you're not aware that, of those at numbers. At that time, how many agents were? She had six, and yeah. then like four of them left, and then and then we got two joined. I think Eamon joined us, and Heather Hammond joined us. I remember that. The two that and left, the, they just didn't like the fact that two young ethnic people <laughs> came and took over, basically. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah, it felt like that. Yeah, it felt like that. They didn't, they didn't, re that wasn't in the resignation letter, but no, that, wasn't <laughs> that was the vibe you were getting. <laughs> Fair enough. But, um, and then we, you know, we had two, and then we grew, and then we, six months later, we moved and found a good spot. And then, you know, just kind of grow from there. It was, uh, it's been trying. It's, it's, it never stops, you know, like even now. Yeah. Like, well, cause, so that was 2010, That's right? 2010. So fast forward a year and a half. You when came on board. I came and sat down with you. You guys, by that point already, had, you're in your 30s yeah, or 40s. Yeah, we were in the 30 agents or so. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. Our, our, like, landmarks points were, um, we were at, like, a few agents, and then we were always, like, at 17, that's success. Like our numbers that we always calculated was that's right. yeah, 17, that's when we're going to be bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then 17 comes and you're like, oh, maybe it's 42. Because now we get, we're learning a bit more about the, you know, the business. What's your so operating costs? As you grow, you need more staff, you need more overhead, yeah. you need more <laughs> like but expenses. In, in the beginning of the running that business, you weren't going to think at that level because this is the first time you're operating a business where you're growing agents and like your business has to grow space everything and you're not considering that because you're considering you're paperless but parking was an issue that was a huge yeah factor. parking was an issue that, yeah i love that office but the parking was so bullshit. what decided <laughs> what was your deciding factor actually uh well it's interesting so at that time i had a partner and um so we had a when we left uh, a different Remax office, we had a plan that we were going to talk to no less than five brokers, and we had we kind of knew we wanted to stay with Remax. We weren't 
100% sure on it. Um, and we talked to a couple on the phone, and you guys were the first face-to-face meeting we had. And uh, I remember driving in uh, with her, and I said, like, okay, no matter how good or bad it goes, just don't say anything. We'll talk about this when we get outside. Like, just don't don't give to, don't show to, don't show your hand, basically. Of course. And um, we left there. The meeting went really well. And what really stuck out for, for me personally, and I, I think she felt the same way, um, was uh, you guys are younger, and it felt different. It felt honest. It, uh, it felt like we were both still in a, a growing phase of our business, and it felt like you guys were in it with us, growing together, but providing support and I really felt like I felt like Jimmy uh, who would have been our point of contact was was actually going to be there of course I've been in a couple of different brokerages where the promises of being there when you need them that they're always big in the beginning but they don't deliver and I felt like you guys couldn't afford not to be there because you were growing and, I, and it felt honest. Like these these guys may not have the experience level that some of these other brokers have, but it, I felt like <clears throat> you guys had our back. The other thing is though um, that you just said that at the end, uh, the experience factor at the time when you joined, um, by far, Jimmy was young, and that's yeah. why that support factor was there. It's like I'll be there because you're hungry. That's what I mean. He couldn't right. afford not to be there. But the experience factor, by far, that was another f- huge deciding factor because his knowledge and experience outweighed those other brokers running those operations for thirty years and still does. Yeah, right. That's a huge factor. Yeah, uh, totally. And, and and anyway, so when we when we left. And I kind of like I had a really good feeling, and uh, and I in my mind I'm like, fuck. Now we gotta go and talk to four other brokers, kind of just to yeah, just to because we said we were said. yeah to to um, do our due diligence. And in my mind I'm like, I, I like I knew it right, and I hadn't I hadn't spoken with my partner yet, but I kind of felt like she knew it too. And we got in the car, and I'll never forget it. I'm like. So I know we said we were gonna talk to, you know, four or five broker brokers face to face, and she was like, "Do we need to?" And I'm like, "No, not at all." And we, we had, we had in our mind joined before we drove out of that parking lot just from that feeling we had, and, you know, obviously it's worked out, because uh, so, it's ten years later, and nine I think years it's, later. It's so important though, is because we were so new to that, to this, and coming from the background that 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 we came from, like, you know, I did corporate Calgary and all that other stuff. Um, coming, and I saw what was broken about the industry. Um, and I didn't know, I mean, it was kind of great coming in not knowing what the industry was all about and how other brokers were. Because we were there genuinely wanting to make connections with the people that we yeah. met. Like, that was that was the number one goal, really, right? I mean, we wanted to make sure that it was a we treated everybody like it was family. We had a Wii in our, like a Wii gaming system in our boardroom that we were playing with. You know, it was like... Table tennis. You know, was, yeah, yeah. You know, well, was that was another that. thing, too. You guys were kind of like the 
you know, the the Google type office, the young, like it, it was geared. And, and we weren't doing, like Google and all of them, they have a science behind sure. that whole, the way they operate yeah, yeah. that way. Or here, we were just younger, we are like, this would be fun for us. Yeah. This would be cool too. <laughs> Yo, this would be a good spot for the printer or a foosball table. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, kind of had a little bit of a frat boy kind of. But, but then we also were like, well, we still need a printer. Yeah. But we'll put a foosball table beside it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, and I, that was another part of it too, is that it felt, the office felt young, it felt fresh, and it felt different in the sense that you guys weren't going down, you were carving a new path with the, with the focus on technology, uh, which was why we picked you guys to, to be one of the ones, because we didn't know anything about you, uh, you know, at that time, but because of that name, we assumed that there was some focus on Technology. technology and innovation, right? Uh, which drew us to you guys initially, and that, uh, that of course, seeing that you guys were putting an emphasis on that, and just getting a a sense of the office. It was a cool space downtown. Had that outdoor patio. The parking sucked, but it was a cool space. Patio was awesome. Though. Patio was dope, man. Like that was yeah, it was <laughs> good. Kegs and beer on there. I, yeah, I remember when steaks. you guys. Yeah, I remember when you guys left. I, there was a really good connection. Yeah, uh, yeah. That we had there, and that was important. And then uh, when we were walking around, that patio was like, so you always go for an office tour, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, you want to see the office? Yeah, that, that's the closer right there. Yeah, it's hey. like, uh, I remember you know, check out this patio. And it was amazing. And all we did on that, we barbecued on there a few times. We yeah, did a like, bunch of parties on there. We yeah. do parties, but like even like on a regular Wednesday afternoon, should we grill some steaks? <laughs> you know? That yeah, that's just, what we were doing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I think till now today, one thing we've sustained and held on to, and it's been a huge part of like who we are, was our culture and our family environment. So yeah, you know, when you walk into the office, you're not, and it goes from all the way from Lorraine to Steph to anyone that's part of our I Realty. Like mm-hmm. it becomes like a family with it internally and the associates. That's all one big hundred percent. You know. And that fast forward a few years after that, um, we became really close. Um, yeah. And uh, you got your broker's license. What year did you get your broker's license? Do you remember? 2013? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. You yeah. became uh, bro- um, associate broker. And then um, throughout th- that time, I started to travel a little bit more. And then we ne- I needed a little bit of backup. And so, uh, you know, you, uh, you were, we had a good connection. And, you know, it's so important for us to have, uh, we were talking, it's like it's so important that like whoever does the backup or all that other, st- that, that, you know, has to present our own philosophy and our outlook and how we uh, pursue um, decision making and stuff like that. Sure. And, uh, and so you became a uh, backup for, for many years and, um, you know, you were happy to do that. And that was such a, um, it was such a, a big check mark for us that yeah. it was, you were happy to do that. You, you didn't ask for anything more than you just wanted to help out. And that was so important. Yeah. I, I liked, I liked that challenge. Um, uh, I, I, I really do enjoy that side of this broker delegate role and all the way back then when I was doing it, um, on a kind of relief basis, the helping agents kind of work through a problem. And oftentimes it wasn't necessarily that I, they called me and I had the answer, but they called me and we figured out an answer mm-hmm. together. 
and being able, and it's easier when you're from the outside looking in to kind of have that clarity of a situation. And uh, I, I felt like I gained a lot from it that I applied to my own business. So it wasn't, um, it wasn't like I was doing it totally because, uh, you know, I just like doing it and, you know, it's yeah. helping yeah. out. Like I saw it as a way to improve my business because I wasn't sure when I got my broker's license, it was kind of, well, you know, like I've done certified condominiums, but I've done that con continuing education. What's next? And, well, I get this, but, you know, there was a question of like, what am I going to do with this? Right. Yeah. Um, and. You know, so then when this opportunity came up to help on a part-time basis, I thought, yeah, you know what, this is this is good. It'll give me a sense if I like this. Maybe someday I'll have my own brokerage was kind of right. how I approached that. And uh, then I realized that helping agents see and solve problems that they're dealing with uh, where I had an outside perspective was very valuable because uh, I, would, I would discuss something with an agent and be like, well, you know, maybe if you handle it this way, it might get you to this point. And... I would find myself in that same predicament, almost forgetting about the advice that I just recently given another agent, mm. and would remember like, "Don't be stupid. This you told so and so to you know chill out and maybe just handle it this way. Take a you know don't send that email. Yeah. Take a breath, and it helped. I believe it helped improve my business as well. So, which was kind of a cool side effect of, right. of it that I wasn't expecting." Yeah, no, those are, it's always nice to be able to practice. It's, it's, it's nice to be able to put into practice and then having that practice also then reflect back on your own sure. business, which is... Uh, to gain nice. perspective on both sides. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then o over the years, I mean, we became really good friends. You know, we learned a lot about each other. We learned about outside of business, what, uh, what we're interested in, all the different things that uh you know you do and you do outside of yeah, that's where the connection <laughs> i'm gonna cut that out sorry <laughs> I, I felt like you were uh you you were pretending to hide behind the camera i'm like that actually got you even better in there. <laughs> that's gonna be for our original bloopers <laughs> yeah. so when you cut them when you cut them out do you put them in a bloopers section no but I could, I could say that'd be good. Like that's a blooper that we watch like <laughs> ourselves. <He's did> <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. Oh, I don't know where this conversation's going right now. Um, so we got to figure out how to wrap it up because we don't have any other things to talk about now, right? Yeah. Now, really. Well, we could just. Uh, I was actually thinking that we were going to talk about whether or how you came on board or not. Or is that? Yeah, I mean, so? I'm I'm ready to put it out there when you guys are. So, I mean, are we saying? Okay, so we'll nobody's, nobody's going to listen to this. I know that. Nobody's going to listen to this, so that's okay. We can record it, and then we can release it after. We can yeah. actually tell people. Okay, so so uh, let's wrap up this whole with that section of it. No, no, like, but now we got to oh, yeah. kind of what, go what, into his. What was I talking about, though? Right you were just... Like, oh, oh, you guys! It kind of felt like it was learning about each other. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's where I was. That's that's where I was going. Yeah. Actually, that's where I was okay. Going. Yeah. So I guess take it that way then. So then started back oh, yeah. up again with um, you know, and over the years, uh, we've become closer. Yeah. And then you know, oh, started yeah, right, yeah, right. there. Okay. Yeah. So then, o over the years, um, 
me and Farhan, we've grown this business to a certain extent, you know, and I, I think that that's that that holds true for almost any any business out there. I think you get stale in your position. Stagnant. Oh. Stagnant. Um, Um, the best product that you have if you don't if you can you can't continue to push that same product for that long you you know what I mean like there it's just human nature Mm -hmm. that that you you get comfortable in in where you where you get to Um, and so you know we we talked about a lot of things like we 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 said you know, we, we really got to get the strategic. And this is how this all started. Hey, we should really get on this strategic side of things, right? We should be really sitting down and every week, couple times a week, looking at the strategy of this brokerage, where we should take it and, you know, what we should do to get the name out there, what we should do in the business to get to push it in a different direction. But, I mean, you only got so much time on your hands. And if you're doing the day-to-day and you, you can't have the strategy, the strategy sessions you know and it's very hard to do that so we talked for years about bringing on a broker and what that looked like and um, you know if uh, if that broker should be uh, paid as a, as an as like a employee or if we should bring on our partner and so those discussions went on for years until we actually had to um, and we didn't really have to make a decision so that's why I dragged on for so long we were we, both, we were also approached. Oh, many times. Many times, and a couple like one especially. Um, we carried it to like a third meeting. And after the third meeting, it was just like still, if it's not the right fit, we weren't forced uh-huh. to like hey, bring right. someone on or we need a broker. It's like this wasn't forced ever. You know, it's been going on. And yeah. that they was, weren't blending with what you've built yeah, culture-wise. We just did it, and, like, and it wasn't like. It was a financial burden or of any sort, or we just needed a strategic partnership right. uh, that would help. Grow. And like, it's like you need somebody. If if you're gonna be this close and you're gonna be running a business, you're gonna need somebody to, you know, you can, you know, sit uh, in a podcast with. Sit in a day. podcast with. <laughs> drink, drink with. You know, smoke a J with, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? You just need to be able to have to to just know that person's gonna. It's gonna mesh with you, right? Right. So over the years, uh, we just kept on talking, talking, and then it came to a point where, okay, guys, we okay, fine. We've been thinking about this long enough. Like we gotta do something about this. So what do you think? And then we like, you know, Brad has been um, by our side. We've we've never had any issues at all. Our personalities match. Like everything was just, you know, you were. We're now becoming friends and all that other stuff, but we had no idea where you were actually um, in your uh, appetite for, uh, you know, owning a brokerage or whatever. So we said, you know, I might as well just put it out there and ask him and see what happens. And um, and so I think I, I don't remember when it was. You might remember really good mesh for the three of us because yeah. you guys you guys had your own like Farn and, and oh, yeah. you had your own relationship yeah i didn't know it took us far and i a while to connect and more and more happened more so when there was going to be because you and jimmy were there was a connection based we talked a lot more friendship and like relationship and also business business right so there was a communication there we were always good but there was no 
relationship. We still didn't know each other well yeah. until I started until being at the office per- more. Yeah, yeah, then all of a sudden that relationship yeah. grew. And it's been completely different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I do, I do, Jimmy, remember um, when we first talked about this. And it would have been, I had, it was when I was, you know, been doing relief brokering for a while when you go away. Mm-hmm. And it was maybe... A year and a half ago, you first said, like, was that walk back? We were walking back from, we were grab coffees, and you're like, you know, would you ever want to, would you ever want to get involved? Would you ever want to oh, buy in? Oh, I remember this. Yes, you're right. And um, I, had, I had some hesitation because I, on one hand, I saw you guys as different than all the other big brokerages, but at the same time, and I, I flat out said it. I said at the same time, I, I thought that there was a change coming, and I was hesitant to buy into a brokerage model that I didn't think would be around mm-hmm. five, maybe ten years if we're lucky later. And you were like, interesting, because I think that too. Far, we we think that too. Like, th- make no mistake that it is changing. And. Uh, and that's you what didn't really, yeah, yeah. You didn't really elaborate on it then, but fast forward to after I came on as a broker delegate, and you guys then approached me again with wanting to reveal the changes that you wanted to make to the brokerage to circle back to the start of this brokerage to get us to that seven hundred. And I, I, I said earlier in this podcast without really saying that uh, it, that I that I believed in the plan but I was I was sold I wanted in basically at that point because it was all the things that I'd been thinking that you guys had been planning now for months to to get mm-hmm. to a point where yeah we are that big brand brokerage but we're that we're 2.0 right and who, who would have known that the brokerage model it took us two years to get to basically so many sessions of like what to do, what to do, what to do, what to do, and all it was was right at the tip of our tongue is like we're gonna offer value, and mm-hmm. at twelve hundred dollars, there's no value, right? So mm-hmm. that's why that seven hundred even came, but it takes a long I mean, time. It wasn't rocket science, but it was like the simplest tweet. We're offering value. It's not yeah. like we're offering no, no, value, no. but the price that somebody pays yes, yes, for yes. that exact same value is yeah. is. is uh, is too much so under the twelve hundred dollar plan right so you need you got to have that balance right and yeah. uh, and it was just i mean all of this that we're everything that we've talked about so far always leads back to like was it luck was it a coincidence was it timing um i'm not quite sure but it's been er- everything that has happened so far I swear we can probably write a book on the intricacies of like <laughs> everything that has happened and you're sitting there scratching your head like how did that happen? You know, even now, like right, like may, maybe we can close with this. Oh, I actually move on a little bit further. We approached you. You, um, you know, you had, we talked you were, you, some more. You were in on the 700, like you wanted in. I, you yeah, the like new vision. the thought of buying in before uh, and joining as a partner, I really was, intrigued but I I was being held back by the fact that I didn't I always believed in you guys but I didn't believe in the old brokerage model that it needed to be adjusted and when you guys came as soon as you came like I think that on the spot I said like I'm in 
Yeah, it was, I want in. Like, let's work this out. It was natural, and it was so natural that it, uh, you know, that we know that the relationship is going to work, and it has worked, and it's, yeah. and it has worked, and it's been fantastic to be able to do different things for um, now that we have more manpower. Like, for instance, this this setup, this podcast, uh, would never have happened if it was just still us two. It, you know what I mean? Like, the implementation of the plan might have been a little bit slower uh, for us if it was just us two. Some of the audience is like, thanks a lot, Brad. Look what you started. (laughs) But the funny thing is, is that it was my fault. You guys got all the equipment and you guys set all this shit up. I'm just showing up. So I don't know exactly how that pushed. But there's this thing, man. It's a true celebrity status. It's it's like, (laughs) it's in the back of my mind. So you've taken a lot of stuff off. Like, sure. Yeah, I freed up time for you. You freed up time. Um, and so that, that time allows me to research and do things and put other things together that I just wouldn't have had the time or the, or the like mental capacity to actually do because you get tired after a while. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you're fielding phone calls and if you're, you're, and if you're signing, if you're signing, um, um, uh, documents, just that stack of paper that's on the files that's on your desk that you need to sign well if if i if if i was doing that that takes my my like i just i won't have the men- mental capacity to continue to let's say set Go this and up research and talk, do research this it's not that it's complicated it's just like it's time consuming and it yeah. gets you where's anyone else there's so many oh there's only so many hours in the day yeah well and and that was the that was the other thing that, that you had talked to me about is that, you know, having skin in the game puts, it, it creates motivation. Um, and yeah, you know, it's different than just having me or somebody else on the payroll as, uh, an associate broker that, that is a broker delegate. It's, it's much different when you become it's a different dynamic. A it's a different dynamic. Yeah, yeah, it's finances is about like caring. Yeah. About like genuinely caring, not yeah. from a salary standpoint, but from a standpoint of like, I don't get any salary. You still have to give everything to it. Yeah. So. Well, that's just it, right? And and just your whole mindset shifts. Um, you know, because I'll be honest, as a as a managing broker or a broker delegate, that. Uh, that is being paid to, to do a job essentially, um, mm-hmm. and it doesn't go beyond that. The thought is, is that well, this is great, and I'm learning lots. But when the market turns around, where am I going to make money? It's not going to be doing this. And then it's kind of like, how well? There's a there's an expiry date on this position, and then that completely changes when you become a partner, and then now the focus is almost solely on now it's now it's about building, building up the, the brokers and supporting the agents and I have interest other than you know a paycheck of course yeah and I um, and so it's been it's been fantastic but let's wrap this conversation up and I think there's a really good example of everything that we've talked about so far as to like is it a coincidence is it luck is it 
you know, everything just kind of fell into place and it has been that way for us um, because I don't think we've ever forced to make it. Well, yeah, I can't say that we were ever forced to make a, a, a decision, but everything was kind of nice that it lined up. Like even with what we're doing now as part of bringing the $700 plan in place, we're moving. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot there's a lot that goes into that you know we got to build out our new space we have to basically uh ta- wrap up our current space and um to go back to luck you would only imagine that uh we're changing our plan during corona time yeah, yeah. Right? like but the way that it happened it almost could look like we did it because of it if people weren't paying close attention to the timing of it yeah but they had nothing right. to do with each other. It was one month before this yeah. whole thing started, right? We we released our plan on February 18th. That's right. And on March 18, yeah. mid-March, somewhere in there, everything started shutting down and this virus started t- taking over uh, basically every aspect of social and economic life here. I'm going back to luck, it's not that we did it because of Corona, but it definitely no, we had knew it was coming. People are looking for sure. better. People are looking for changes too. Yeah, we we, we offer relief to without giving up a of lot course. of things that agents at at other you know Remaxes and big brokerages have gotten used to. Got positive out of all the negatives. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the latest. I think that's the latest example of shit just falling into place and you know i think it's you you get what you put out there sorry i just want to say to one of the things that uh during this podcast that we never got to talk about um that next thing that you're talking about way back in the day watch out for twitter watch out for pinterest Mm -hmm. farhan's a guy that is put tiktok on my radar and i still don't really know how it ties into real, real estate, estate. It, you'll see it but it will right estate, like definitely but It'll that was like forward. i i immediately thought like it's coming yeah uh yeah it's like people tried using it's snapchat. here snapchat lots it's whole thing because insta stories came out mm-hmm. so everybody there was already an audience that people had everyone's attention if you were an influencer or whatnot where insta stories copied like copied a piece of it yeah and then everybody you don't snapchat, have to leave one platform to the other is going to be a difficult platform to catch up with because none of the platforms that currently exist can put out a scenario. Their tools and their platform is completely uh, different. Facebook is trying to put it out in Mexico right now, a similar thing to TikTok because TikTok doesn't exist in Mexico. Yeah. Let's see where that traction goes. But TikTok's... The thing is, I can't spend two hours to make a 15-second video. It's not two hours. (laughs) Yeah. If you want to make a good one, it's two fucking hours. But no, no, not if you get good at it. Practice. I don't know, man. That's a how lot. Quickly See, is, how quickly is editing videos from the first time to the 50th time? Just as simple as the post where it's like, uh, you know, you do that little thing and then you change into like some dope-ass clothes, you know? Like you're looking like shit and then all of a sudden you look <laughs> like amazing. Okay, that alone is too much so time for me to actually focus and the, do here's that. Here's the difference. That's his perception based on never from no experience okay but i have experience but i got experience, experience changing clothes he'd realize this he'd realize this he'd realize this you would take 15 t- ugly takes yeah in maybe like 15 you're talking minutes, about the candy shop right candy yeah. Shop? Yeah, yeah. Take 15 ugly takes 
15 minutes and those are just drafts sitting there next time you get ready you think you look fancy you just start at one of those drafts take take the same video next time you get ready because you're going out you again take that same and you're just seeing which ones no, you like so it didn't thing. take any time but you to make an hour to do all that but to make it look good nope. your camera has to be ex the exact spot you got to stand at the exact that's why spot. i got a ring light yeah no that's why you converted your living room into a no. TikTok studio. So like, for instance, so like your camera, for it to work, your camera has to be exactly on the same spot for as sure. it was before. But then your ring light. So how are you going to go and do, how are you going to go and the next time? Because like, that ring light usually stays in that same space. Like if you see TikTok videos, it's either outdoors. don't space to leave a ring light on. <laughs> well, then I guess you're not a TikToker. I'm just telling you, it's just. We'll just say this. I'll go back to this because now it's documented. Yeah. When real estate is TikTok, when a real estate needs real TikTok, estate, I'm not denying that fact. And that it's why they're going to do it. You can't put a show home on there, but TikToks, you got to get creative, and that's how you get noticed the next wave of who you want to remember. Because Facebook, you're going to put your listings on there. Great. Everyone's doing it. No yeah. one's on TikTok getting creative and making it memorable because the world is going, everyone's doing something. How are you different? TikTok gives you that platform. And then it goes back to, you gotta work for success and there's too much work in TikTok, then you'll be left behind. No, I get <laughs> it, but I'm just saying like it hasn't yet caught up to my time usage just yet. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't even have time Guess to you don't type houses. a comment or, or a commentary on my Instagram I, not not that I don't have enough time. It's just a matter of like, that's just another thing I have to worry about. So now I just, that's why I post with no yeah, commentary. Yeah. I just post that a picture. Saves, just, just saves so much time. Saves so me far. at least three seconds. But <laughs> I'm I, just kidding. I feel, I feel <laughs> but then I'm not thinking about hashtags. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not feel, I definitely feel that you are limiting <laughs> yourself by not getting out a little bit extra. Because sometimes... You want to say something so bad, like a comment, a witty. Yeah, but it's also consistency. It's all. No, it's also. It. It's being recognized now as like, oh man. But what about Jimmy's every single one of his comments? Pictures, which and is never which is a personality anything. move, right? But to get extra umph on like having a comment because it'll only his personality will come out um, yeah. in that one comment every time. This is an extra umph factor. No, I get it. Because sometimes I get frustrated. I'm like. Ooh, he could have said this there. He should have said this there. And I'm like, he's probably thinking the same things, but he's like, Some, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it probably hurts like, I know what he's doing. Do I know what he's doing. It's cool because it's like different nah, not and it's, not. it's unique. And it's, and it's a statement. The no statement is definitely a statement, of especially course. when you start seeing it over and over again. But every now and again, I'll see a picture. I'm like, really? No comment. Uh, that? Right. And then the reaction is good from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Public, you know, agents and whatnot. It's interesting because then it causes a reaction. <laughs> But sometimes I'm like, it probably eats him up because he might want to speak of his daughter. Yeah. You know, he might want to just say, check out my ice cube. You almost have to wait <laughs> till somebody comments so then you can actually say something, say something. about it. I respond to comments. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, it doesn't eat me up inside like that. It's actually quick, <laughs> boom, boom, send. I like punchlines and I like saying silly things stupid about shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, get you. I never said stupid <laughs> <laughs> well all right i think uh we're done for today guys yeah man that's good that was good